Welcome to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Renee. Being a teenager is hard. Being a parent of a teenager can be even harder. Each episode, we deliver tips, tools, tricks, and stories to help you feel empowered, confident, and energized as the parent of a teenager. Teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way. Now, here's your host, Renee Sinning. Renee is a certified life, leadership, and success coach for teenagers and their parents. She's also a mom of three young adults and an experienced high school educator of 18 years. Renee is well-versed in everything teen. Now, without any further ado, here's Renee. Hi, parents. It's Renee. Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Parent Podcast. On this episode, we are going to talk about the ABCs of self-leadership in teenagers and tweens. So question, does your teen or tween see themselves as a leader? And what does leadership even mean to them? Does it mean they have to have a leadership role, such as a team captain or the editor of their paper or the lead in a play? Because the truth is that everyone is a leader, either by choice or by default, including our kiddos, including your teen or tween. So just this week, I was working with a few teen clients on this very topic, and we did some really awesome and eye-opening exercises that were super effective. So I wanted to talk about this with you. And one thing I talked about with the teens, well, the first question to them was, do you see yourself as a leader? And that was a confusing question for them. Like, what do you mean as a leader? And I said, just as a leader in any role. And there were some yeses and some nos and some I don't knows or not reallys. So, but again, I go back to the quote, everyone is a leader either by choice or by default. So we started to talk about what leadership looks like. And I asked them what qualities they saw in those that they see or think of as a leader. And the examples that they came up with was number one, being supportive for their team or their group, being a hard worker, asking for help, setting a good example good communication skills, uh, flexibility. These all came from the teens. Relatability. One of them said shifting their emotions. And I asked what they meant. And they said, well, you know, if one of their friends was upset, being able, and if they were kind of having a bad day, being able to shift out of that to support them, which was awesome. I don't know if I said flexibility. Uh, Relatability and being open to others' viewpoints. And then two that I kind of had to help pull out of them, but one of them was asking for help. And I asked them if they thought that leaders should have all the answers or a quality of a good leader was asking for help. And they, they agreed that it was a good quality, but it's not something they came up with on their own because a lot of times teens don't think or they're uncomfortable asking for help. And when they look at someone who's a leader... Whether if they're not a good leader, they could be kind of more bossy, if that makes sense. But really asking for help and working and collaborating with your team members is a huge sign of good leadership. And the other one, I asked them if they thought that leaders should have all the answers and or if it's okay to make mistakes. And so we talked about allowing for mistakes, both within themselves 
and with others. And it was just such a great conversation because we took those qualities that they had written or shared with me and I wrote them down. And we then were able to go into the different areas where they are a self-leader. Because the truth is when your teens leave the home, sometimes they are outside of the home for like eight 10, 12, 13 hours a day if they're in sports. So when my girls were swimmers, they had practice in the morning, then they had school, and then they had practice at night. And that was the case. They spent more time outside of the home than they did inside the home. And so then we say, okay, well, so when you're outside of the home, who is leading you, right? And there, it was like kind of like a light bulb for them. Like, oh, yeah, so I am a leader because I spend all these hours away from the home and I'm making decisions at that point for myself. Now, are they the best decisions? Sometimes yes and sometimes no. But again, we were able to talk about self-leadership in academics, self-leadership within the home, self-leadership socially, self-leadership in their sports or extracurriculars. And we were able to take all of those qualities that they came up with and go through each of those different scenarios and ha- I kind of had them rank themselves like one to 10. So within academics, how would you rank yourself as being a hard worker? Because you said that was a good leadership quality, right? And they were really honest. Some of them would say four out of 10 or five out of 10, and some would say eight out of 10. How would you rank yourself as a leader asking for help? Because leaders don't have all the answers and they do know when to ask for help. So how would you rank yourself as a leader of yourself as far as asking for help? And so, again, we went through these different qualities in each of those different scenarios, and it was super powerful. And the kids were really like, oh, I never thought of myself that way. Now, what's really interesting, too, is... You know, we raised three kids and our kids are now in their 20s. And I think we all know that some kids are self-leaders and some kids are kind of in the middle and some kids really are more followers, right? No judgment on any of this. That's just who they are or where they are at a particular moment in their life. And so with our kids, my youngest like came out of the womb as a leader. (laughs) Like she just takes a bull by the horns and whatever she wants, she gets. And that's just kind of been her personality forever. And then our middle child has always been more of a follower. If you've listened to my other podcast, you've heard us talk about, heard me, I should say, share some of the stories about Nick. So life's a little bit harder for him finding his way. He is stepping into those leadership qualities now, but it's taken him a little bit longer. And Megan's kind of right in the mix. But so I had a conversation with Megan a a while ago, maybe like a year or so ago. And I asked her, do you think... If we as parents had really said to you regularly and reminded you that you are a leader, no matter your roles in different scenarios, do you think that would have made a difference? Because, you know, I taught high school and so I was around teens all the time and I got it and I got them. And so we did a pretty good job of raising our kids. But I don't remember really... Why no, I didn't (laughs) on a regular basis telling my kids, you know what, you are a leader of your own life. Like we supported them and we encouraged them, but I don't really remember using those words. And I asked Megan if she thought if if we had done that regularly and if she actually thought of herself as a leader, would she have done some thing? Would she have done things differently? And she did. She said, yeah, that's an interesting question. And I think I would have. And she said, I think in 
like she was a co-captain of the swim team. So that was a leadership role. But I don't think she thought of herself as a leader of her academics. I mean, yes, we do it, but you don't like not that word. And being a leader of yourself is super powerful. And so interesting conversation, because when I brought this up with teens, I was like, how would it feel to think of yourself as a leader? And they all said, good, that would be great, because they just hadn't thought of it that way. And that's just so empowering. And so... When I work with teens on it, it's kind of specific to whatever they might be going through. But as a general rule, because I said we're going to talk about the ABCs of teen leadership. And so these are my ABCs. And I think we can take most qualities of leadership and fit them into these areas. So what are the ABCs of teen leadership? Number one is accountability. Holding yourself accountable is huge as a teenager. And as an example, I had a young lady this week that we're working with and there was some conflict at home regarding chores and instead of having that conversation with her about you know your parents are upset or frustrated that when they tell you to do something you're not doing so instead of approaching it that way I approached it from a leadership viewpoint right and so when we talk about being a leadership within the home what do you think that looks like for you And it was great because she really owned it, you know, when I'm asked to do something doing it and she owned her parents' perspective that, yeah, that makes sense that they're frustrating. And she went as far as making a notebook that, and she was so excited to show it to me. And in the notebook, she had her chores and then she had the paper split in half. And on the top half, she wrote, um, met like, I met expectations and on the bottom she didn't and expectations being kind of like whatever that would be for that particular chore. But when my parents tell me to do something, I do it. Or if they tell me to do something within a a set period of time, I do it. And so whenever she met expectations by her own ranking, she was putting a check on the top. And then whenever she didn't, her her parents would put the check on the bottom and then she was going to write the reason that she got frustrated. So she's really stepping into that ownership. And she said, yeah, it that makes me feel like I have so much more control. And that because we always do talk about there's a reason why kids show up the way they do. So accountability is huge. So self-leadership in teens is them holding themselves accountable, them holding themselves accountable if they have a test to study, if they don't understand to ask questions. And that can be hard. That asking questions and using their voice can be really hard for teens, but it is a sign of self-leadership. And so it means kind of you're doing what you need to, what needs to be done. What is your job in the moment? But as parents, it's our job to teach our kids accountability, right? Because it's not necessarily innate at their age. The teen brain is developing. They don't always have self-awareness. They can be impulsive. Their emotions are all over the place. And accountability can be hard for parents to hold our kids accountable. And if they don't do what they're supposed to do, what are those consequences, which should always meet the actions. We always want those consequences to meet the actions, but being consistent with that because it's easy for parents to want our kids to do A, B, and C. Oh, I used A, B, and C again. (laughs) To want our kids to do whatever that expectation is. 
And then we don't, and we say we're going to hold them accountable, but we don't follow through on the consistency on our part, which sends mixed messages to our kids and also allows for manipulation, right? Because teens are not naturally going to be, oh, yeah, pick me. I want to do my chores. (laughs) That's not most teens. Or I want to study or I'm going to go ask for help. We as parents have to teach them accountability by being consistent in the expectations and in whatever those learning consequences are as a follow through. So accountability is A. Letter B is belief, belief in self, belief in those you are leading. And I think a big piece of that belief is allowing for mistakes. And it was really interesting because when I talked to the teens, we talked about allowing for mistakes within yourself and allowing for mistakes with others. And what was really interesting is that some of them ranked themselves really high as in allowing others to make mistakes, but not in themselves. So they may have given like a nine out of 10 for allowing others to make mistakes, their teammates, um, maybe their project people, if they're working on a project together, but they'd be like a four out of 10 for themselves. And so those are often the kids that are just beating themselves up, right? My friends can make mistakes, but I can't. And then other the other side of that is the teens that say, I can make mistakes, but I don't like when other people do. And those are the kids that are very much in kind of um, resistance mode and I'm right and you're wrong thinking, which is actually a level two energy. It's catabolic. It's it's not it's not very productive, right? And this in particular, one teen in particular owned it. She's like, yeah, I have a lot of that where, and it's kind of like I'm right, you're wrong, but. It, A lot of times for teens, that is a self-protection. Like, I have to protect myself. I have to be right. Even if I'm not, I'm right and you're wrong. And I can make mistakes, but you can't. And a lot of that comes down to those beliefs that we have in ourselves, the beliefs we have in others. So a big piece of self-leadership is believing in yourself enough to try. It's like, yes, I can do this or I'm going to try to do this. And if we make mistakes, we'll figure it out. If I make mistakes, that's okay. I can ask for help. That leadership quality that they all kind of talked about, getting help to strengthen those other areas and kind of recognizing it in yourself. And you don't have to believe fully in yourself right now, but believe enough in yourself that you're willing to try. Right. And then if you're working in a leadership role as like a captain or the leader of a project, believing enough in others to support them and allowing for that um, flexibility and collaboration and being able to listen to ideas. So that's B is belief. And that's belief in ourselves, belief in others. And as parents, it's do your kids, do your kids believe that you believe in them? And also, are you modeling belief in yourself because you are your kid's biggest role models? And then the C is communication, which is huge. And I just talked a little bit about that using their voice. It can be really hard for kids with insecurities. They might be intimidated by the teacher. They might be intimidated by their friends. They might feel small. They might have low feelings of low self-worth. They might be putting so much pressure on themselves that they don't want to say the wrong thing. They might not want to let others down. But communication is key in self-leadership because great leaders never do it alone. 
Great leaders communicate with others. Great leaders listen to others. They delegate, they ask for help, they collaborate. So communication is huge in that self-leadership piece. And sometimes it takes a little bit of work when it comes to teens. And so again, everyone is a leader by choice or by default. Teens and tweens spend a lot of hours outside the home. And so all of those hours that they're away from you, they are literally leading themselves. So let's plant the seed that you are a leader. Every choice you make is a choice in leadership that you're making. But are we, well, are is, a cho- is an opportunity to be a leader of your own life. Every choice you make is an opportunity, right? And are you making those choices that are best for you? Or are, and like, are you leading for your own life or are you following? And it's okay, wherever you are today is okay because those are all qualities that can be learned and practiced and improved on, right? None of us are perfect. We're always learning and growing. And so everyone is a leader either by choice or by default. Who is leading in the choices they make? It's a great question for them. Are they leading their life or are their friends leading their life? And the more we kind of plant these seeds and teach our teens that, oh my goodness, you are a leader, As parents, we can guide and influence and lead to some extent, especially when they're younger. But when they leave the house, when they're outside of the doors, they are a leader in their own right. So the question is, does your teen think of themselves as a leader? If not, what if they did? What if they started to believe and think about themselves as a leader? meaning they're going to start taking themselves account or holding themselves accountable. They're open to new ideas. They're open to asking for help because that's what great leaders do. What if they thought of themselves as a leader? What if they started tapping into that self-belief and communication? What if your child thought of themselves as a leader in all areas of their life? What might be different? So powerful, such great conversations I had with teens this week. So I just wanted to hop on here and share this with you. As a parent, you are the most important leader in your teenagers and tweens life. You are their number one and everything you do, you're their number one role model. They are watching and learning and supporting. So again, my name is Renee. I'm a teen life coach. I'm a parent coach. I'm a person coach. And I have a new program that is for parents. It is called The Law of Being, and it is all about connection. Connection with ourselves, connection with others. It's super powerful. It is 12 modules, and you have lifetime access. We also have a Law of Being parent group. It's called the Better Connect Collective for parents. And I'm also going to be running twice a year, my SQ program, which is for teens. But law of being is life-changing. It is powerful. It is for parents, but it is also for teens in the sense that when we show up as our best selves, wow, what a gift we're giving our kids, right? What What are we modeling? And really, anyone that goes through this law of being, I can all but guarantee that at the end of the 12 segments, you are going to look at your life, yourself, and your world through a new lens. Even if it's already good, you will level up. It is so powerful. It is really about taking control of your own energy. It is energy leadership. And also, it's fully digital. So you can work at your own piece. We do have an ongoing group, but no matter where you are in your journey, 
the law of being is designed to meet you where you're at. So if we're in the group, we're talking about segment four and you're on segment one, you are going to get something out of it. The law of being, I'd like, I like to think of it as layered, not linear. So you really could go to any segment and get something out of it. There's over 200 exercises. It is fully digital and you get lifetime access. I'm so excited about it. Food for thought parents. So reach out if you have any questions about anything, coaching, teens, families, the law of being, super powerful stuff. And I will see you next time. Thanks for joining us this week on the Empowered Parent Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to head over to reneesinning.com to pick up some parenting freebies. And remember, teenagers want to be happy. Sometimes they just need a little help along the way.